I'm Cyrus Fees from UFC's Dana White's Contender Series, and you're listening to Kings of the Ring Podcast. Now let's knuckle up and throw down. You're listening to the Kings of the Ring Podcast Network. Welcome to the Kings of the Ring, your favorite monthly wrestling show. A fictionalized and romanticized retelling of the 1980s wrestling wars, following the rise and fall of the power brokers of the sport, while offering a peek into the sex, drugs, and muscles lifestyle of the 80s wrestler and the sacrifices they make for success. Kings of the Ring is intended for mature audiences. Today's episode would be rated TV-14 for profanity, violence, and drug use. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kings of the Ring. See, Hugh, you have to understand these wrestlers are nothing but bullies who can't stand when you expose them for what they are. That monster crusher crotchick slapped me, destroyed my neck and eardrums, and now the outlaw Jesse James does the same to beloved comedian Jimmy Buck on national television before 20 million people across the country? He killed this poor, troubled man. And the repercussions of this? I even heard from an inside source that Jimmy Buck was going to star in the new Running Scared movie, but since Jimmy Buck killed himself, they had to replace him with Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal? That's awful. Oh, but there's more from professional wrestling, Hugh. This industry is truly the worst of the worst and are hell-bent on destroying America and its values. I'll tell you all about it after this break. Kings of the Ring, Episode 39, The Super Bowl of Wrestling. The St. Louis Arena and the Chase Hotel were venues Chris Stanley only saw pictures of in Pro Wrestling Digest his entire life. He can barely contain himself as he drives down Oakland Avenue and sets his eyes on this famous arena, knowing tonight is the site of the most important wrestling show of all time and that he played a part in making it happen. I haven't worked St. Louis since the 70s. Chris smiles as he turns his head to Empire State legend and current AMW champion, the All-American Dan Sanders, the first wrestler Chris got to drive around in in All-South, and now he gets to do it once again. Do you remember who you wrestled? Uh, I think he was, uh, uh, Jesse James' old partner. Uh, Tex Harper, yeah, that's it, it was Tex. Wow, such history here. And now the entire alliance teams up to show Julian Kane that we won't go down without a fight. Anything that'll wipe that smirk off Julian's face, I'm all for. Chris can hardly believe it as he sees wrestlers from all over the Alliance in one locker room. In one corner, all South Gabriel Angel is talking to AMW's Brad Milkins, Crusher Krawcheck and another with the Southern Rebels going over their match. There's Brick Sawyer and Tiger Warren chatting with Davy Boy Givens and the Rock and Rollers, Mr. Shimasaki laughing with beautiful Barry Lovelace and Willie Dean, and Prince Abdullah with veteran Tennessee manager Johnny Johnston IV. Dan walks right over to his longtime friend, Prince Abdullah. Abby, how you doing, my brother? Making Chris feel out of place as he doesn't see Peyton or Bert anywhere, until he sees one half of the Rock and Rollers, Bobby Lee Rivers, 
looking like a proper rock star. Giant neon sunglasses, a flashy tan leather overcoat, and snakeskin cowboy boots. He isn't sure Bobby will remember him as he shyly walks over and taps him on the shoulder. Chris, how you doing, brother? Bobby gives Chris a huge hug as a sense of relief washes over him. Holy shit, man, you're here. Boy, glad Bert dreamed up this Super Bowl gimmick, bringing everybody together like this. You know what? This was actually my idea. I had to sell him on it. Fuck yeah, Chris. Good for you, man. Coming a real force. Thanks. You know, I watch you every chance I can get on WVBS. I'm just happy you landed on your feet with this rock and rollers. That was old Jesse James, brother. Called me up out of nowhere. Chris smiles and points at himself with his thumb. That was me too. When I met Jesse at Battle of the Stars last year, I told him all about you. You sneaky son of a bitch. Secretly running the goddamn wrestling world. <laughs> At least I owe you as a beer after the show. Sure thing, but uh, no fights tonight, please. Hey, I learned my lesson from all that. You, uh, talked to Bert yet? No offense to your uncle, but fuck that guy. Bert drove me out of the business, and I'd still be changing out transmissions at my daddy's shop, not for guys like you and Jesse. What about Crusher? Yeah, I saw him earlier. He seemed occupied, but he seemed glad to see me. Excellent. I'm gonna find Bert and see if they need anything. In the back of the locker room, the heads of the World Wrestling Alliance return from the arena floor. Burt Ironside, Nellie Gotch, Raylan Crenshaw, Peyton Thomas, and still missing are Jesse James and Daniel Hawkins. Nellie, where the hell's Charlie? Uh, Dad wasn't feeling well. He hasn't been feeling well all week, actually. Raylan Crenshaw from Nashville. Well, for Pete's sake, this is the first ever Alliance show. He should drink some Pepto-Bismol and be here with the rest of us. Yeah, lost cause, uh, but I speak for him and AMW. Peyton Thomas sees Daniel Hawkins. Here's Daniel now. I worked enough shows here at the Checker Dome to know what a sellout looks like, Hawkins, and this ain't it. House looks the same as any other random Heartland show. Well, what happened, Wonder Boy? We expect a big market. <laughs> Bullshit. Come on. Right. If anything, there are probably people trying to toy in their tickets for a refund. A guilty look washes over Hawkins. Oh shit, Daniel. Were there people asking for refunds? <laughs> Can you blame them? The guy in the main event's a goddamn killer. The outlaw Jesse James walks in with a brave satin jacket and Richard Petty cap pulled low, and instead of the usual jovial reception from his friends throughout the alliance he usually gets, they look at him like he just slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars. Jesse sits down at the table with the others. Got a lot of nerve even showing up here, James. Jesse raises an eyebrow as he glares at Bert. What did you just say? You and Daniel here really screwed the pooch. Between that waithless commercial and you on the Eddie Carr show. I mean, what kind of low life are you? Slapping him like that on TV. At least when Crusher did it, it was against that Weasley reporter. You did it against a guy who made bank robbery bonanza. Funniest goddamn movie I've ever seen. Before she do them bullshit matches against him. Then the slap. Okay, now that's enough. Now, Jimmy Buck was already on the verge of a nervous breakdown, and it snapped. Cause you slapped him on the Eddie Car Show. Listen to me. Our whole deal was a work from the start. He worked out the entire Eddie Car Show, and he forgot the spot, and, and he took off. He was supposed to come back at me, cut a promo. Oh, hell, what's the matter anyway? Y'all got your minds made up. But just know that he snapped, cause he lost a part in that new cop movie. We're supposed to believe he killed himself because of a movie? 
That's a good one, Jesse. No matter what the reason was, the people hate you right now and think you drove a man to suicide. Y'all think I drove that man to hang himself with a rope because of a slap? No one says anything. Sweet Jesus, give me the strength. Enough, everybody. Just listen, Jesse. We've been talking, and we're all in agreement. Our main event has all the babyface champions of the Alliance against the Russians and Prince Abdullah. We think you should sit out. Jesse shakes his head. Is this a rib? Afraid not, Jesse. Your name's all over the national news, and you're killing this show. There is no walk-up. And it sounds like people who already bought tickets are trying to get refunds. Weird the same thing happened to you on Thanksgiving. We don't want to see the fans walk out for our main event because of you. It also don't look good you being the world champion of the entire alliance, too. Just something else we need to discuss. You know what? Fuck y'all. Go ahead and pull me out of the match. That's fine. But if you're going to do that, then at least put in Bo Riggs as my replacement. No way! The main event's already too green. We should move Gabriel Angel up. Uh, no. My son's working Kenny West, and that's final. Well, how about Brad Milkins? How about the Rock and Rollers? Put them in there. They get over wherever they are. There you go again, Hawkins. Always trying to put your guys over. Fuck all that. Give the people what they want. We're in St. Louis. Crusher Crawcheck should be in the main event. They all nod. Makes the most sense. We could use a main event payoff anyway. I'll tell Crusher. All right, we done now. Think I need a smoke. In the hallways of St. Louis Arena, All South's Apollo Sampson, Wild Wild Wrestling's Damien, AMW's Shark and Buzzsaw, and SCW's Bo Riggs and the Rykoff Brothers, almost a year to the day of when Jesse James found them at Mama Bee's Tavern in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, to achieve the wrestling dreams that Charlie Gotch denied them for years. M-B-A-T, Bo Riggs, happy to see his lifelong buddies. Look at us guys, we fucking made it. All of us. Listen a year, we're all like big stars in every territory in the World Wrestling Alliance. Nate Wilkinson, now known as Russian Vladimir Rykov. Justin and Shark just turned babyface in Chicago. How Bobby wrestled Diamond Donnie in his last match ever in a stadium. Mike's been feuding with Raylan Crenshaw all year. And me, Jason, and Ian are in the main event tonight. A concerned Apollo Samson looks at his friends. Hey, Justin, Shark, uh, I want to talk to you about your match tonight with Brick Sawyer and Tiger Warren. Um, just watch yourselves out there. Be careful. What are you talking about? Shark asks him with his bug eyes. Those two have been giving me a hard time all year long. Uh, I don't know what their deal is, but they've been making my life a living hell every day in All South. Always fucking with me, threatening with me, trying to beat me up. Last match, Brick shot on me. He busted me open on everything. <laughs> well, that ends tonight. Buzzsaw puffs his chest out. Yeah, we'll take care of them, Ian. Just like we did back in high school before me and Jason showed you how to lift weights. Shark notices beautiful Barry Lovelace coming out of the bathroom going back into the locker room. Hey, Barry. I heard that hot babe wife of yours ran off with Donnie Gold. When he's done, I want my turn. <laughs> oh, that Miss Kitty. I've been jacking off for weeks picturing her tonight. Barry Lovelace stops and looks over. Make a move, fruit cup. He counts the entire group and goes inside. Asshole. The six foot nine Michael Peel turns to Shark. Come on, man. Don't be a jerk. Fuck that guy. I don't know how she ended up with that little cuck. 
The best Kenny West is lacing up his boots, besides AMW veteran Bull Von Heimer, who listens to him with amusement. The fucking Super Bowl of Wrestling, and I'm not in the main event. No matter where on the card I am, people are going to line up, money in hand, to see the best Kenny West. Jesse told me Burt Ironsides was begging to have me on this card. Burt knows the deal. I was the most over babyface in all South history. Michael who? Shit. Just like that, I turned heel and I'm the top heel in America. But I totally built up St. Louis for crushing. And I carried that Angel family when I gave him the rub as Raphael. Fuck those guys. My back's still sore for having to carry that old territory. And that's why I quit. Fucking Gabriel sucker punched me in that match. What a pussy. Those guys are just lucky I work out of Atlanta now. If he ever tried that with me. Raphael Angel. Kenny freezes in place as he hears the voice of Gabriel Angel. Hey, Gabriel. Old buddy, old pal. How you doing, man? I'm good, Raph. Looks like we're working together tonight. I just want to know if we're cool. Gabriel pulls him in close, staring at him threateningly. Or if we're going to have a problem. Hey, not for me, brother. I, I just want to have a great match. I'll put you over like nobody's business. Just tell me the finish and we'll put on a show for the people. Great to see you again, man. Bullvonheimer shakes his head. Boy Givens, Bobby Lee Rivers, and All South's Bruiser Brothers make their way from the arena floor after their match. Baby Boy is hot at his rock and roller partner. Bobby Lee, you're doing it again. Can't just hit your finish in the first minute. Did you hear that pop when it did it? Yeah, but that's gonna hurt the rest of the match. He still got no psychology. One of the Bruiser Brothers slaps Givens on the back. Don't worry, brother. It's only a half empty arena that saw it anyway. <laughs> Still enough to sell more 8x10 glossies than anybody else on the card, brother. He entered the locker room and walked past Crusher Krawcheck on the payphone. I got the money you said I needed to put down to buy my house back. Well, I'm sorry, Carl, but I ended up selling the house. When? It was days ago. Why didn't you let me counter? I got double what I paid for. I, I couldn't refuse that. Who was it? I don't know. It was done through an investment company, but they're going to do a total rebuild. They're tearing it down. Denny Wayne of the Southern Rebels comes out of the locker room and sees Crusher Krawcheck down. Hey, Crusher, can't be that sad you ain't working with us anymore. <laughs> then moved up the main event, my friend. I just lost my house. Uh, thought you already lost that in that loss. Yeah, but some guy bought it at auction and he was gonna sell it back to me. But he just sold it to someone else and now they're gonna demolish it. At the same house we'd have them barbecues at? Shit, brother. You lived at that house forever. It was my first and only house I ever owned. Whew. That is the shits, my friend. Hey, I was just about to indulge in a little white powdery pick-me-up. And you could certainly use a pick-me-up. Care to join me? No, just leave me be. Kenny West in his velvet robe sees Gabriel Angel at the arena entrance right before their match. Already nervous about wrestling him, 
carefully approaches the popular Texan. Hey, uh, hey Gabe, do, do we got heat or something? Why? Well, I just want to make sure, you know, you know, the past is the past, right? Sounds like that's your music. See you up there, Raphael. Kenny gulps as he steps out, remembering what happened a year ago when they were tag team partners, and Gabriel knocked him out cold in front of the fans. The WWA World Champion Outlaw Jesse James stands outside near the parking lot of the St. Louis Arena, chain-smoking, leaning against the wall, stewing about all the events that led to this moment. There you are. Daniel Hawkins peeks his head out. Are you sticking around? You're coming in? Come on out here, Danny boy. I owe you an apology. Jesse, I, I know you didn't kill anybody. I know who Jimmy Buck was. I know, and I appreciate that. But, uh, tonight was meant to be our debutante ball. Letting the Alliance and the world know that, that we were the ones to take down Julian Kane. But, uh, circumstance being what it is, we need to take a step back and focus on SCW being just SCW. And now I have faith the South either believes in me or will forgive me. But expanding into these new towns, St. Louis, or Cleveland, New York, I just don't. Jesse looks out forlorn and takes a long drag from his Marlboro. I trust you, Jesse. Always. And my name is Mud right now. And we need baby faces now. We need to look at our roster. Who can we turn? Uh, who can we elevate? And is there anybody else in that locker room inside that we could... Oh, uh, kayfabe? Chris Stanley, who was getting something from his car, walks back in through this door. Here's his idol, Jesse James, utter those words, kayfabe, and immediately feels two inches tall. Kenny West unwraps his wrist tape as he returns from the locker room, beyond relieved at his match with Gabriel that went like a normal match. Gabriel worked pretty stiff, but nothing out of line after all. Hey, thanks, brother. That, that was a great match. You're just as over as always. You saying I'm not over anymore? Like I'm old or yesterday's newspapers? No, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all. I'm just fucking around with you, Kenny. Gabriel puts his arms around his shoulders. Hey, 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 you got me, man. Whew. So I gotta ask you, uh, you like it there in Atlanta? Well, you know, the rats could be better, but it's cool. Gabriel stares into his eyes. It's probably best you stayed there. Got it? Y yes, yes, sir. Gabriel, with an evil smile, smacks his butt and walks away laughing. Elsewhere in the locker room, Jesse James sits leaning back in a steel chair, back against the cold concrete yellow wall, smoking. Apollo Samson walks up. Excuse me, Jesse, I don't know if you remember me. Of course I do. You're one of them boys I found up in Wisconsin. Oh, yes, sir. I'm Ian Streeter, but Apollo Simpson, I mean, Apollo Samson is my gimmick now. How they recognize you without their nest on your face. <laughs> but you made the right move, uh, changing up your look. I thank Chris Stanley for that. It was all him. You don't say. I don't believe what those newspapers say. I know you didn't kill Jimmy Buck. Thank you, kid. Appreciate it. So, uh, how are you lacking the business? How's Bert and the boys treating you? Uh, Bert's great. Uh, boys are all right. He looks down. Figure uh, some locker rooms are better than others, right? Jesse gets a twinkle. Listen here. You got a really good look, kid. That's a money look. 
Thanks, Jesse. And you remember now, I'm the one that brought you into the business. So when you think you're ready, the door is always open. Finally, Norman Oklahoma, weighing in 254 pounds, Rick Sawyer. Rick Sawyer, Tiger Warren, Shark, and Buzzsaw walk around the ring, yanking on the ropes and stretching. Buzzsaw moves closer to Brick Sawyer. Hey, Brick, you guys need to leave Apollo alone. Brick, almost confused. What the hell did you just say? Shark glares at Tiger Warren. You hear that? You fuck around with Apollo again? You have us to deal with. <laughs> Why the fuck do you care? Apollo's our boy. You fuck with him, you fuck with us. Oh, is that so? Brick Sawyer shoves Buzzsaw with all his might, catching him off balance, setting him back through the ropes to the floor, flipping on his head. Brick winks at Tiger, then throws a real punch right to Shark's jaw, sending him down. Tiger Warren jumps on Shark's back, raining down shoot punches to his face while Shark tries to cover up, rolling into the ropes. Brick slides out to the floor where Buzzsaw scrambles to his feet, and Brick catches him with a punch straight to the nose. Buzzsaw's face goes numb, and his eyes fill with water. Brick Sawyer's right on top of him with a front face lock. You fight Apollo's battles for him? You mess with the wrong motherfuckers, motherfucker. Brick cinches, and the world starts to get silent for Buzzsaw as he's about to pass out. Kings of the Ring will be back after these messages. Carrie is so very... Different. It doesn't feel like ordinary lotion. It's concentrated. It was specially made for dry, rough skin. Carrie is so very... Rich in emollients. It even made my rough elbows and heels soft again. Carrie is so very... Recommended by many dermatologists. So I'll pay more for Carrie. After all, it's the only skin I've got. Carrie is so very... Different. So very... Rich. So very... Recommended. Carrie is so very... Mama keeps yellow dandelion, dandelion. Mama keeps white, bright like the sunshine. Mama keeps blue, twinkling like a rice too. Mama's got the magic of Clorox too. Clorox 2 off-fabric bleach does more than brighten whites. It removes stains and amplifies bright colors, brings colors back to life. Mama keeps me looking like a brand new. Mama's got the magic. Mama's got the magic of Clorox too. We now return to Kings of the Ring. Prince Abdullah and Nellie Gotch have been avoiding each other all night. But the inevitable is here as they're both a part of the main event. As the Prince sees Nellie standing with Peyton Thomas and the participants, Apollo Samson, Dan Sanders, Crusher Krawcheck, and his partners the Russians, he is immediately taken back to when Charlie Gotch told him to break Thor Hansen's leg. Welcome to the main event of this All-Alliance Super Show. The one we had to form to try to stop the Empire from destroying all of us. <laughs> Amazing how popular Thor Hansen has become since beating you for the title, isn't it? If only there was a way that didn't happen. Yes, I look forward to wrestling in front of my wife and children in the front row. Oh wait, they trap in Iran without legal passage to America. If only there was a way to make that happen. Peyton, Apollo, and the others are completely confused. I don't give a fuck where the fuck Thor wrestles, because he don't wrestle here, right? So why don't you two just shut the fuck up with whatever incoherent bullshit you're spewing. Let's figure out this match, okay? Fine. Now, there's no world champion in this match anymore. 
So who's going over? I must do the honor for Dan Sanders. I owe this man. I steal Empire State belt from him. Then Julian Kane double-cross him and put it on Thor Hampson. I must repay him. Okay, it's settled. Dan pins Abdullah. Hang on, Nelly. We agreed we'd book the main event as a committee. We want people to go home happy. So if Jesse James is out, the guy replacing him should get that pin. That means Crusher. It doesn't matter to me. Does any of this even matter? When in the end, you're left with nothing? Uh, okay. I don't know why everyone's acting so kooky, but can we agree on Crusher or work out a finish? All respect to the Crusher, but Dan Sanders should get the pain. I appreciate it, Abby. The Crusher's the man here in St. Louis, and we're not coming back to this territory. What do you think, Crusher? Do you... Hey, where are you? Great. Crusher just wandered off like his dog died. What do you think, Nelly? That works, too. It should be Apollo. Jesse James, lurking behind them, steps forward. Now this Super Bowl harassing's getting all the press. And Pro Wrestling Digest, the magazines in Japan. Whole wrestling world's watching us. Dan Sanders and Crush Kronchek, the two biggest legends of the past 10 to 15 years. I think Hollywood buddy Melrose might have something to say about that, but I get your point. Thank you, Nelly, because Crusher Sanders getting a pinfall in this match, it don't do nothing for him. But if Apollo Samson gets the pin over Prince Abdullah Akbar, the menace from the Middle East, the most hated wrestler of the past five years, the last holder of the EWF belt that Thor Hansen currently holds in the biggest match in the world, now that means something. That elevates Apollo Samson to another level. Peyton, you reap the benefits of that. He's your guy. How can you say no to that? Yes, I can't. As long as Abdullah does the job, that's what's important. He needs to get squashed. Now, what's your finish, kid? It's like a submission move, sort of like a backbreaker. Chris Stanley sits nearby, listening in, and pumps his fist that his creation, Apollo Samson, is getting the pin. The Roughhousers may be the bearded old school brawlers, but the new age 80s tough guys, the Apocalypse, are showing their for real, evening things up in this match turned shoot fight that many fans aren't even sure what they're witnessing. They've been going at it for several minutes, all four men, their faces cut up and bleeding. The fight is finally starting to slow down as the referee and the other officials have been hysterical trying to stop this. Brick and Shark each have chairs on the floor, clanging them, threatening to hit each other, but too blown up to have any real swing power. Buzzsaw and Tiger are squaring off on the other side. The referee, John Silver, shouts out at them. Now that is enough. I'm putting my foot down. Ring the bell. WWE official John Silver has ruled this bout the double countout. There is no winner. I repeat, there is no winner. John Silver, at risk of getting caught in the crossfire, hops down and shoves Shark and Tiger from the side. Now get out of here, all of you. Brick, staring at Shark, suddenly drops his chair and puts his hands down. We're done. Your boy Apollo could learn a thing or two from you guys. He starts walking past Shark. Tiger! Tiger Warren puts his fist down and walks with Brick, while Shark and Buzzsaw meet up at ringside 
and hold their arms up in victory, high-fiving each other. You alright, brother? Yeah. Shark says as Buzzsaw examines the cuts on his face. Fuck, man. Those guys are tough. I think I lost a tooth. You see where I landed? Before seeing the wrestlers, Nellie Gotch finds John Silver, the referee. What the hell, Silver? Changing the finish on me? You're Jesse's guy. Did he put you up to this? And I'm sorry, Nellie, but, but those guys were, were shooting out there. It was the only thing I could do to stop it. You know I've been around a long time, but I had to call it. Things were only going to get worse. <laughs> All right. Uh, I know, John. You're the best ref in the business. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I trust you. Tiger Warren and Brick Sawyer walk back, blood on their faces. Brick, what was that all about? You need to fuck off, Nelly, and put those two green pieces of shit on leash. Apollo watches from the other side of the locker room, his eyes like saucers. Kid, kid, pay attention. Apollo is standing in his cut-off t-shirt and headband while Dan Sanders gets his attention. Crusher Krawcheck, Dan, Prince Abdullah, Dmitry Rykov, and Vladimir Rykov surround him, all ready to go for the main event. Listen, you young guys. You three got nothing to be nervous about. Just listen to me, Crusher, and Abby. We'll take care of yous like three newborn babies. Now let's end the show with a bang. At Stinky Paps, down the street from the Chase Hotel in St. Louis, most of the World Wrestling Alliance is parked here as the designated post-show drinking spot. Nellie Gotch grabs a pitcher from a bartender and heads back towards his table where Freddie Fengler and Brad Milkins are when he overhears Daniel Hawkins talking to Shark, Buzzsaw, and Damien. We're at WVBS, the number one cable station in America. We are seen everywhere. Nellie stops. What the fuck did you just say to them? Uh, nothing. Just talking about wrestling? Bullshit. Sounds like you're selling them in your company. Uh, no. I heard you bragging about your TV show. Shark and Buzz saw both wearing bandanas over their heads and Gold's Gym shirts, cuts all over their faces, look at their tall friend Damien awkwardly as Nellie gets heated. Um, I think I'm gonna go get another drink. Uh, you want something, Nellie? Nellie swats his glass out of his hand. Listen here, you slimy piece of shit. Was that you and Jesse's plan this whole time? To use the Super Bowl to steal everybody's wrestlers? <laughs> no offense, Nellie, but you don't exactly have anyone we'd want. Nellie hauls off and slugs Daniel Hawkins. <laughs> Hawkins is out like a light. Where the hell is Jesse James? He didn't come out. You know, his big heel turn on the Eddie Carr show. Shut up, shark. Nellie walks off and heads to Burton Raylan. Hey, Crenshaw, you know what Hawkins just did? In a corner booth, Chris Stanley and Bobby Lee Rivers sit with a pitcher of Budweiser, just like Chris Stanley's first day in the business. I'm telling you, brother, life is sweet. I'm getting more rats than I can shake a stick at, and I'm getting more rats than I can shake a stick at. He must be in heaven, but aren't all the rock and roller fans like teenage girls? Yeah, some are a bit on the young side. Yeah. But hey, you get two or three in bed at once and combine their ages, it's like an old lady. Uh, I'm not sure that'll hold up at court. But... Oh shit, did Nellie just knock out Daniel Hawkins? Chris cranes his neck. Looks like it. Oh, I know Crusher's over there about to kick all their asses. Uh, just a perfect ending to this night. Come on, brother. You've been moping like someone pissed in your Cheerios all day. I thought this was your big moment. I, I don't know. For the entire alliance unifying for the first time, I was expecting things to feel more special or dramatic. 
Maybe Bert or Jesse start out with a speech, getting everyone fired up. Talk about Julian, how we're all joining forces. Then maybe it clicks in these guys' heads how strong we are as one group and form one singular promotion to take on the Empire. But it just seemed like a regular house show. Everyone all split up in their own camps. Bert walking around like this was a big waste of time. Charlie Gotch didn't even bother to show up. I heard the Apocalypse Roughhousers match turned into like a full-on shoot. Our world champion and main event Jesse James all over the papers for killing Jimmy Buck. Crusher extra cranky all night. And, and now the head of AMW just punched out the head of SCW. This doesn't feel like the start of something at all. It feels like the end of any chance of something happening. Fucking Julian Kane is putting Empire Mania right in Milwaukee. And no one's even offered to help AMW to counter that? I ain't saying you're wrong. But when you take a closer look, I mean, everybody's got their own shit to deal with. Plus you got like four announcers and 20 referees and you saw all these old guys work with each other. I mean, can you honestly picture them all running one territory together? No, but I mean, it'll work itself out eventually. It'd have to. I mean, you have to make it work or the Empire is just going to pick us off one at a time. Listen, I don't care if it's Daniel Hawkins, Julian Kane, or Walt Disney signing my checks. Long as it clears. And you ask any of the boys, they'll say the same thing. Well, it's not as simple as just competition. He's changing the sport. At some point, Julian is going Hold to... Hold up, brother. I'm seeing a pair of tits at 12 o'clock, and she looks like a fan of Bobby Lee Rivers. Oh, great. Here we go again. You coming? No. But make sure she don't have a boyfriend this time. Please... As Chris shakes his head, he doesn't notice one of the TVs in the background showing ABC News Exposed with Michael Sluck. When pro wrestling isn't driving beloved Hollywood movie stars to suicide, they're promoting slavery. Slavery? Surely you're joking. I wish I was, Hugh. But Julian Kane's Empire Wrestling Federation features a wrestler named Mobutu Zulu, plucked from Africa and was sold as property to a white manager to fight Thor Hansen. Hercules Harris is in his hotel room watching this on TV. His face is in his hands. The EWF even sells action figure toys of their wrestlers so kids can reenact this slave purchase in their bedrooms. Disgusting. I don't know if the NAACP knows about this, but we should all tell them. Yes. Now we are going to show you a clip from EWF television where this heinous act occurred. And we advise you at home to send your children out of the room before we show you this disturbing, shocking, and despicable. The EWF Brain Trust and Stretch Limousine driving through Los Angeles after their house show at the LA Sports Arena. How did this even happen? Les, you booked the interview. Well, heck, Nigel, I never even thought twice about it when we did it. It was just about getting him a manager. Buddy Melrose speaks up. You don't want this kind of controversy going into Empire Mania. Controversy creates cash. And any publicity is good publicity. Especially for our debut on Pay-Per-View. What? I just completed the deal this morning. Empire Mania 2 will be available in cable stations throughout the country for a fee. 
second. Wait a second. That, that was my idea. You Shut said- up, Anderson. I'm talking about pay-per-view. God knows what you're on about. Now get out of my face. Henderson's head drops as the limo stops at a restaurant called Mount Olympus. You boys go wherever you want. I'm meeting with Louie. Just me. Say, Julian, uh, there is something I needed to talk to you about. Talk to me about it at Empire Mania. Julian Kane and Louis the Greek sit at a table in Louis's favorite Greek restaurant in L.A. I already told Nigel, I'm not sweating this ABC News Exposed story. It I doesn't care about that. If you're worried about that idiotic Super Bowl of wrestling, I heard they couldn't even draw 10,000 people. Jesse James not only killed SCW, he killed the entire alliance. So they had to put those muscle-bound rookies as their main event. That's how desperate they are. Actually, I think those guys have potential. Maybe they have more of that magical bar they find them at. But that's not what I talk about. Okay. Now listen. I don't want to hear the bullshit you say to the boys or, or even Nigel or anyone else. This, you and me. He turns to the approaching waiter. One batog siporo. Two glass. He pours them two glasses of the strong, clear distilled Greek alcohol favorite. You know, Zeus, Hera, Heracles, Poseidon. There is one god this people don't talk about being Greek. The Greek god of revenge, Nemesis. That's Greek? I didn't realize. We invented the vendetta, so I know when I see it. I understand you hate the lions. But Charlie Gotch, always something more. I don't know what you're talking about. You're like a son to me, Julian. Everything with Sal Spinelli. You know I'm loyal, yes? And trust me and tell me. What did Charlie Gotch do to you? Julian takes a shot of the drink and winces at the strength. He didn't do anything to me. <laughs> Julian, we stay here all night that we have to. It's not that, Louis. I think I do trust you. I'm going to tell you things. Things I've never told anyone in my life. And you cannot repeat what I say to anyone. Yes, Julian. I swear, I was only eight years old. Uh-uh, hear me out before you riot. But... With Julian Kane about to reveal the true source of hatred for Charlie Gotch, we wanted this to be done special. So we are wedging in a very unique episode 39 and a half. All of the Charlie Gotch Julian Kane flashback scenes will be put together in one compilation episode, with the ending featuring the brand new scene with the truth. And you won't have to wait a month, so take it easy. It'll be here in two weeks. And then the season finale in one month. Episode 40, Empire Mania 2. This week's episode had two deleted scenes, Chris Stanley meeting Raylan Crenshaw and Crusher Krawcheck jumping in after Nelly Gotch knocked out Daniel Hawkins at the bar. If you heard them, then thanks for being a patron. If you didn't hear them, then you are listening to the theatrical edition of Kings of the Ring, and we invite you to patreon.com slash kingsotr to see how you can hear the full extended editions of the entire series.